It's me, Roz Dress-Velez. I had a really fun conversation on this week's episode with Thomas Dale. But before I get to that, I have a couple of stories I wanted to share. The first one comes from me, Roz Dress-Velez. I, okay, I don't know if you guys saw this on the news or if you live in Southern California and you experienced this, but we had an earthquake the other night and it happened while I was sitting with my boyfriend and we were Zooming with his friends about demons and they were asking me questions if me going ghost hunting, is that welcoming in these energies into my life? And um, my boyfriend, who has not had an experience of his own, was talking about how he's he wants to go to haunted hotels and I don't. And then all of a sudden... In that moment, the whole world started shaking as far as I'm concerned. And I've lived here for 12 years now in Los Angeles, and I've experienced a couple little earthquakes. I've never had one like this where things were falling from my apartment onto the ground. And I I have this... It kind of sounds creepy. I think it's beautiful. If you watch my Patreon videos, you'll see it a lot of times in the background. It's like this orange statue, statuette. And it's, I actually painted it to look kind of like divine or kind of look like a drag queen. And it's, um, it, it's, uh, it's old porcelain doll pieces. It's a, it's a chest piece and then a head and a neck piece. So it's two pieces, the head and the neck and the chest. And in the earthquake, they came apart. And what we ended up with was the head and neck piece completely slanted. And it looked like somebody, it looked like someone broke her neck, honestly. So we instantly felt like, okay, we just conjured some kind of demon and it's given us a sign. And my boyfriend, who's never had his experiences of his own, was instantly like, you need to Google. Did we have an earthquake? Was that real? And we did Google. And, of course, there's a thing when you live around earthquake culture that people always want to be the first one to post that they saw one. So instantly, yes, people were posting. But um, so I don't think that it was anything that we conjured up. But there was a moment when we thought it was. And it makes me think about like if people – if there are people that are doing that kind of thing or having a seance or going ghost hunting when something like that happens, they would probably think the same thing as well. But I don't know. They said it was like a four-point something, which is actually not that big. And I don't know if it was because it's the epicenter was close to L.A., or what, but it was by far the biggest one I've ever experienced. And it kind of made me lose some sleep. I'm not going to lie. It was terrifying. But I also got an email from somebody else that lives in the LA area. And this story comes from Aaron. 
And it's about how this podcast ghosted triggered yet another haunting. Aaron writes, My house is up in the hills of Pasadena and it is haunted. When we moved in, my daughter was two years old and she immediately started singing scary songs about dying, telling stories about how her, quote, guys would come tell her stories at night about how they died and then recount them in super specific detail. One guy was old, his wife had died, and his kids had grown up and moved out. A fire killed him and his two cars in the garage also burned. The scariest bit was when she had just turned three and one afternoon she said, Do you know what happens when you die and the doctors don't know why you died? And then proceeded to describe an autopsy. They take a knife and cut you from here to here, pull everything out, and see why you died. She used her finger to trace from the base of her neck all the way down her abdomen and then pretended to open her chest like a book. Who told her that? My guys in my room. Picture it, a tiny little kid acting out an autopsy in a dimly lit bedroom in a haunted house. She's nearly six now and no longer talks about her, quote, guys. My son, who is now the same age my daughter was when we moved in, sometimes says there's a big guy who doesn't like him, but generally he doesn't seem to be bothered by or talking to whatever is in our house. Random stuff still tends to happen. Things fall off the shelves. Unexplained sounds. There is definitely something that lives on the stairs. One time, during a dinner party pre-COVID, we all heard a super loud, masculine cough just outside the room we were in. (laughs) But there was no one there. However, it has been pretty quiet lately. Until... A couple weeks ago, when I was listening to your podcast, it was a listener episode, and there was a woman in Arlington Heights in L.A. that had some similar experiences to ones my siblings and I had in the home we grew up in. Oh, yeah. I think that was the listener episode. I believe that was Pony's story from a couple months ago. Okay, she says, that day I was FaceTiming with my brother and I mentioned that listener story and he asked if my ghost had done anything lately. I said, no, there's been no weird shit going on for a while. Apparently the ghost was listening and felt triggered because that night he scared the shit out of my partner and me. The kids were asleep and my partner was in the kitchen cooking dinner for us. I was standing in the dining room, which opens to the kitchen on one end and the foyer on the other. We were just chatting. My dog Rosie was with me and I started to hear sort of muffled sounds behind me in the direction of the foyer. Or is it foyer? Foyer? Foyer. Coulier? Dave Coulier? I don't know. I'm not fans. I'm not a fancy Pasadena person. I say foyer. I didn't pay much attention because the house is old and we can often hear the kids moving around in their room. But then I heard a heavy thump and a dragging sound. 
thump, drag, thump, drag, very clearly in the foyer. Then I heard a chime that indicates the front door has been opened. The dog and I both walked into the foyer where I was expecting to find a kid out of bed. But the front door was closed and there was no one in the foyer, living room, or guest room. I went downstairs. Both kids were fast asleep in bed. My partner, who heard all of it but had assumed that it was our son who often comes upstairs after bedtime and loves to open our front door, freaked out when I told him that it hadn't been either one of our kids. They were both asleep. He was convinced that someone must have been in our house because the sound was so clear. He grabbed a flashlight and went through the entire house and the yard to see if he could find evidence of a person being there. Of course, he found nothing because it was a ghost. He says he doesn't believe in ghosts, but even my partner can't figure out what happened that night. Anyway, thought you'd like to know about your role in a haunting. <laughs> well, first of all, your partner is brave, and that is a hot quality, not going to lie. Um, yeah, what's going on, you guys? I feel like this is not the first time that I have heard that listening to this podcast makes ghosts appear in your house. And um, hopefully you'll still listen. <laughs> I don't know. Is it a coincidence? I'm not really sure. But, um, but yeah, thank you so much, Aaron, for sharing that. Today on the podcast, I have somebody that has a very fascinating story to me. This is Thomas Dale, who is a brilliant comedian, or I should say was a brilliant comedian. I've known him for the past few years. Uh, he, he works a lot of comedy clubs. And I think the first time I became aware of him was when he was on Chelsea Lately, which is a show I used to absolutely love and religiously watched. And he's done some late night sets. He's been on Comedy Central. He's very well known in the stand-up world. And he decided to completely leave that career and follow his true calling, which is being a clairvoyant. And it's something that he's done recently. And this it's a really fun conversation because we're hearing a different take than we're used to. We're, we're hearing somebody that is currently learning about their clairvoyant psychic abilities. And I think that's just a really different take than we're used to. Also, I usually record podcasts during the day, and this one was at nighttime. And especially as the conversation goes on, this is like Raw's After Dark. We get loose. We have fun. It is um, <laughs> It's a good time. And on Patreon this week, of course, I have two things. The first video, uh, which came out this Tuesday, is me. It's a new game I created where I read and sort of slightly act out stories, real ghost stories that pop stars have told. And I have you at home guess who the pop star is. So it's a fun little game I'm playing. And um, the other thing that you can find on Patreon this week is a bonus clip from this conversation with Thomas where he tells some spooky stories that happened involving someone that got murdered and things that have been coming to him during readings. And 
it seems like he has a gift that might actually be very helpful in solving cases. And so we talk about that on Patreon this week. All right. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Thomas Dale. On with the show. Hello, Thomas Dale. How are you? I'm wonderful, you beautiful thing, you. It's been a minute. I know. Well, you know, pandemic, dying, death, you know, it's all happening out there. <laughs> I feel like so. the last time I knew you, you uh, all I knew was that you were a comedian, a very yeah, funny uh-huh. comedian. Yeah. And uh, now I hear that you're a clairvoyant. What mm-hmm. has happened? Well, I mean, I always, you know, when I was a little kid in the 90s, well, teenager, early teens, I used to get visions of the future and I used to tell my friends. And then, you know, I just always had like, I thought I was just very instinctual. I didn't realize that I was able to actually read people's energy and um when i was i've been doing comedy for 12 years and i just never felt like it even though i was good at it i never felt like it matched up with my spirit and i didn't like the business so i left my agency so i wound up not having any money are you not doing stand-up at all anymore i'm done i'm full-time clairvoyant medium i do this five days a week now um booked months in advance oh my god yeah i'm thriving that is insane. Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. so you're not you're not even gonna I'm done. I have no desire to be in the business. I was only staying in it because it's what I did and it's how I made my money. Right. And when I decided to take the leap, I started Ubering and I would have people in my car and I would just start getting images and visions. So I said, you know what? Let me take a chance and see if this is anything. And I would say to these people, you know, the, a thing and they'd be like, how the hell did you know that? And I took it one step at a time and I wouldn't even see them in the car. I would just see them through the rear view and I would say things that were blowing people away. And I started to practice at the dog park with my friends, like an open mic type of thing. And once I knew a hundred out of a hundred that I was, and then go, you know, spirits started coming to me. I didn't even know I was a medium until I started doing, practicing it. And then I once uh, I had a few clients that would come to my apartment, but I still had to Uber and I would take Laugh Factory spots. And then I pandemic hit, so I offered virtual readings, and it just started picking up. And then I started getting referrals, and people would talk, you know, tell their friends. And then I started going on friends podcasts and doing, you know, and like talking about it. And then I started booking. So here I am now I'm in my full doing what I'm meant to be doing. Well, that's exciting because I feel that. Uh I can tell from your voice that this sounds like a very good change yes, for you. I love it so much. I'm I'm happy. Yeah. What was that like the first time you decided to to uh read somebody like that. I think about that all the time. I think about the Long Island medium or, you know, somebody that's like in a store and they go up to someone and they say, hey, does the name Robert Mm -hmm. mean anything? Like that to me, you have to be so confident. I always say that you have to, you have to be so sure of what you're doing. Well, yeah. Or people are like, what the fuck? Especially if you're driving Uber, they're going to be like, of course, "Uh, they're like, you're a loser. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, (laughs) well, it's like, you know, think about it as, as a performer, such as yourself too, you're a comic. When we when we're stand-ups, it takes balls to even just do that. Yeah. So I almost feel like my 12 years of comedy, not almost, I do. I feel like my 12 years of comedy prepped me to become this. And when I was in the Uber, it's like shit, you know, we're up there on stage telling our deepest, darkest secrets. I was like, you know what, let me just give it a shot. And then I would say things, and it's been fun for me. Like there's been times where like, oh my God, girl, how'd I know that? You know, like I feel like (laughs) 
you know, because I'm genuine and I'm honest. So I'm never trying to trick anyone or hide anything. Or And in the beginning when I would, you know, when I actually started getting paid to do readings, there were times where, I mean, very small, a handful of times where you're almost like bombing. So I would right. start to be like, oh my God, like I'm not, you know, because if I wasn't connecting, it doesn't work. You know, it's not like I, you know, you have to connect. There's a process. And now I know how to connect so that I do kill it all the time. But in the beginning, there were times where, you know, I'd be sweating. I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. So I just, that's why I practice with my friends. I wanted to make sure that I really can nail it before I started charging. That is so fun. I never thought of it like that because when mm -hmm. you are a comic, you're going on stage and you're so vulnerable yeah. and people are skeptical of you. Of course, I think exactly. if they don't know who you are and you go on stage, mm -hmm. they're instantly like, oh, this person's going to make me laugh. Right. And it's when you are a medium or a psychic or clairvoyant, mm -hmm. you, people are instantly skeptical as well. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you're probably very prepared for this. Exactly. Yep. And it's like, exactly. And I even said, I go, as if stand up wasn't hard enough. Now I'm like, you know what? Let's up the ante. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, Let's you, talk to spirits. <laughs> you have made everyone on this earth laugh. Go to the uh, the other world. <laughs> yes, exactly right. I was like, you know what? You're all y'all are boring me. What else do we have? <laughs> Expand your demographic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, what? Are, how are comics reacting to you? Are they um, on board? The yeah, now they are. Um, be, you know, because comics are skeptics. I think. I think a oh, lot of times totally. they, they're cynical people. I think a lot of the mm -hmm. time. From yes. my experience, because when I'm in comedy clubs, I'm always asking other comic. Well, first of all, I'm always looking for people mm -hmm. to come on this podcast. So I'm always like, "Hey, you mm -hmm. have a ghost story?" And <laughs> a lot of times, they're like, "Absolutely not." Uh huh. Yeah, they're very. They are skeptic. And in the beginning, even when I just started telling people that I wanted to leave the business, they were like, "What? Like, you're almost about to be famous. You're really good at this. Why would you leave now?" And I was like. I, the more I'm in it, the less I want to do it. I go, I just, you know, I don't want to do this. It's like, you know, when you're living the dream, then you're in the dream and you're yeah. like, oh, this isn't the dream. This is actually reality. And I don't really like this reality. Yeah. So I'm not the type to really, you know, it's like, shit, I got other gifts, you know, like what else can I do? And um, I didn't, I wasn't going to leave to just go be a banker. So in the Uber, it just started to happen. When I humbled myself, that's when I stepped into my spirit. Once you get out of that ego, everything you're supposed to be doing starts to happen. Right. So, you know, now my friends, my, you know, they see me do the podcasts and, you know, I, I choose not to do skeptics because I'm not a party trick. I'm not here to prove to anybody that I know. I mean, there's so many, I'll t you know, in this podcast, I'll tell you the stories. And there's so many things where I know 100% that when I am connecting and when it's, when it's on, it is incredible. I mean, the spirits use my body as indicated. They'll give me goosebumps all over my body, head to toe, okay, when I'm saying hot. the right thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes exactly. Just tickling my fancy, you know? Are you trying to turn me on? <laughs> exactly. They use my body. No, but I get what you mean. I'm sorry. I'm not. Yeah. I, first no, first I of all, it, I want you, because I don't know if you know about this about me, but I'm so obviously, I mean, I have a podcast about this stuff. I'm very into this. So so yes. I'm not judging you at all. I, of course I like to have, not. No, I know. I like to have fun with this stuff. Of course. I wouldn't even come here if I did. I know you're open, of course. So what about comedy clubs? Have you noticed? Because uh, you know, I had actually mm -hmm. had Rita and Paige on from the improv, and mm -hmm. we talked about the 
ghosts that mm-hmm. linger in the improv. And then, of course, oh, yeah. and we've had Justin Martindale talk about um, Comedy Store. Yep. You ha- have you had these experiences at oh, these yeah. places? Really? Well, well, my thing is I'm a Hayoka empath as well. I'm a Hayoka empath clairvoyant medium. And okay, no, I need to know what that is. Yeah. So a Hayoka empath, um, it's one of the, it's like the higher level empaths. Like mo- there are, I think a lot of comics and performers are empaths in general. And a Hayoka, um, I didn't even really understand what it was until I started reading about it. The Native Americans used to call it the sacred clown. I could unveil your truth. So through talking to people, I just, I'll ask questions and I'll talk to them and I'll listen and put things together. And then through conversation, I unveil them and I show, I expose them for who they are. Mm. So with a Hayoka, Native Americans used to say, you could notice there's a Hayoka because people around me either love me and they're drawn to me or they're completely angry or disdained or upset, frantic around me because I'm a mirror. I'm like a mirror for you. Um, And I unveil your truth. And ironically, I named my dog Truth two years ago. And I only learned about the Hayoka empath a year ago. And people used to say to me, why did you name your dog Truth? And I said, I don't know. There's something about it that's just very important to me. Mm. And then I learned that, and I, I just unveil people's truth. So part of what I do is I can just see through my, what other people can't see. So when I'm at places like the comedy store or the improv, I can feel all of that energy, all of the, the souls, all of the living souls, the past souls. And it's actually chaotic for me. And it's a part sure. of why I don't really, I can't be around liars because I see it's like, it's like a superpower. I can see the bullshit. I feel it in my body. It doesn't feel right. It feels like a lie. Yeah. And I've had to dumb myself down a lot and pretend like I didn't know what was going on or just to be able to fit in. So right. yeah, the comedy store has all of that energy. It actually has a lot of negative dark energy. So I don't like the comedy store a lot. It's like that's where the souls go to die. Almost like the improv is actually a more um, uh, flourishing type of energy when it comes to spirits. Mm-hmm. The, the spirits there seem more happy, more family-like, whereas the comedy store, the spirits there are resentful, bitter. Mm-hmm. The spirits haven't, you know, they, they didn't get to fulfill their lives, a lot of drug use, all that stuff. Right, yeah. And I feel that. Well, two things I wanted to say about uh, comedy in terms of what you just said. Uh, well, first of all, you know, good comedians know that you have to be truthful. Like you have to, you 100%, know. 100%. So yeah. there's that. Um, and also when you said most comics uh, you think are empaths, I, I mean, most good comics I think are empaths because, you know, there's comics that are on stage and it's like, you really aren't reading this room right now. Like you really yeah, can't feel. Exactly. And I talk a lot with people on this show that are performers about when you're a performer, you know, energy because you know what the crowd is giving you. You know, mm-hmm. when you're yep. doing well, you know, when you're not, you know, mm-hmm. you feel these things. Yep. And I think, I guess, you know, that is an empath. Exactly. Yes. I think there's probably a lot of Hayokas in comedy because the sac- the Native Americans also used to call the Hayoka the sacred clown. Wow. So they said, yep, yep. And there you go. I was like doing that for 12 years. And so the Hayoka comes off as funny and humorous. That's what they say. Research it. It's incredible. You might find yourself to be one, you know? Oh my God. This is... I'm so excited for you. This seems like yeah. it, it is so it, meant to be. It feels like... I feel like an oracle. So when people come to me... I just help them see the things they can't see. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like that. Yeah. 
So have you ever, let's talk about like ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I talked to a lot of people with different, um, you know, psychic abilities and, I think a lot of people have different approaches or different ideas of what a, a ghost or a spirit or mm-hmm, an entity or whatever they want to, you yep. know, the way that they look at, how do you look at that? Yeah. Well, um, all of those things, you know, entities are definitely a, a good way to describe it. I've learned that it's just energy. So in the scientific state, you know, the, the way you look at it as we are. That's why a lot of ghosts will use electricity to communicate mm-hmm. uh, because we are energy. So the, the word God, there's no God really. It's light. So we all come from this light and humans need a character. The, to who's Dolly Parton? There's no God. <laughs> Honey, no, like Dolly. Who's Elvira? (laughs) You're gonna come here into my home and tell me there's no God. (laughs) There's no God, so to speak, in the sense of the character. Uh, Energy. Yes, there's a light. Yeah, by God. Yeah, the exactly right. Elvira shall play God, or Alanis Morissette will play God. Remember (laughs) when she was God? it's energy. We are all energy. We come from the light. So that's why they say you see the light because it literally is a light in the universe, like the big bang, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That is God, the light. So we all branch off from the light. We're little pieces of that light. And then you go into physical form or a plant or a dog or whatever form that light decides to go into. It bounces around. Um, Families often stay in the same roles or different roles, but they stay in the same pack. They come back in different relationships because light's true intention is to grow and expand. So every time it comes into a life, it's, it wants all the conflict and the contrast. So you're supposed to be learning and growing and experiencing these things so that the light can get bigger and then it can go on and on and on. That's a new, so, so ghosts are just light. That's all it is. It's just light. We are part of the light. We're energy. Science has actually proven that now they're starting to see when a body passes away, there's actual energy that comes out of that body into the universe. Mm-hmm. Those are spirits. Those are, those are ghosts. Those are entities. But it's so, really just energy. So when you are doing readings or mm-hmm. you're encountering this energy, are you seeing, like, can, are you mm-hmm. actually seeing like a human being? with what they're wearing and their clothes, like, you know, yeah. what they look like. Um, yeah. I close my eyes and in my, when in my dark, in my mind, cause I, apparently the energies, those energies are just using my energy in my brain to give me pictures. So they'll decide how they're going to come across. Like if I'm talking to somebody and that person knows, you know, something about like cotton, I guess we would say. And then there's the, the enti- this energy will show me something about cotton. I don't know what the hell that means, but that person knows what it means. Right. So they'll use, uh, they'll use symbols and pictures so that I can understand it. And then I've actually started to now smell things. So I can like, I was reading this, I was doing a reading for this woman and I just started smelling like this, like perfume scent. So I said to her, I was like, Oh, I thought maybe she worked at a perfume counter or something. I was like, do you work with perfume or something with this smell? And she said, no, I work with essential oils. And that's my thing. I use essential oils to heal people. Oh, and this was like a Zoom call. This was Zoom. This was virtual. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then I smelled smoke, cigarette smoke, and, I, and it was the spirit, the energy that was showing me that. And I said, did he used to smoke a lot? And they go, oh, my God, it stunk. That's how we knew my grandfather was coming around. We smelled the smoke. And I started to smell it. So they used my senses. So, and this is all stuff that started once you feel you opened yourself up yes. and started living your truth. Once I took the jump and lived out of my ego, I don't know if you remember for the past two years when I was coming on stage, I would have the host bring me up to silence. I said, I don't want any applause. I just didn't want that anymore. I didn't want the spotlight. I didn't want the applause. I didn't want my ego being fed anymore. Mm. And then I decided, I said, you know what? Instead of trying to change the game, just get out of it. Like, what are you doing? That's the game. Ego is part of being a stand-up. Yeah. The lights, the, all of it. So I said, just get in the Uber, start driving people around. And I felt so amazing just being a regular person. I was doing deliveries, you know what I'm saying? Pushing 40, bringing pizza to people's house. I mean, and I didn't feel, I didn't feel insecure. I didn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And that was true spirit. I was stepping out of my ego. I needed stand-up comedy to humble me. And through my humility, I opened up. And once I opened up, I remember doing readings at the park and all of a sudden I would, I would hear this, not hear, but I would feel this person's father talking to me. I didn't know that the person's father had passed away and I would just start saying things and they're like, how the fuck did you know that? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't fucking know. And now that I'm doing it five days a week, it's just like anything. Like when you do performing, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Sure. So I'm just practicing and strengthening that muscle. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that just opening your mind to it, it tr- is attracting, you know, yeah, more exactly. energies yep. coming in. Mm-hmm. And I just, so what do you, what do we think is next? So you well, like when it comes to like your senses, so you, you mm-hmm. can now smell, see, hear, you think they're going to start mm-hmm. touching you? Oh, well they do. They use my body. I get the goosebumps. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes. Because <laughs> wait, so there's smell, touch, taste. Yeah, can so you I, taste? Do you taste things? I, I, not yet. I was smelling. I don't hear. I smell, feel, and see when I close my eyes. I haven't heard anything yet. Although I, I actually, thought you just said that somebody's dad was talking to you. Well, when I say talking, I mean feeling, like uh, f- communicating. When I say talking, I mean communicating, like okay. letting me see or feel what they were trying to say. Oh, okay. And then I would say it verbally, and they were like, how did you know that? Like, so when I say talking, I just mean communicating. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, although there was one time, I would say about five years ago, um, I went through a tumultuous time. Obviously, if you're like connected to spirit and doing all that, sometimes you go crazy. and I was overdosing kind of on Ambium and Xanax and I literally felt these angels were make, they were, they in, induced vomit and I was throwing up into the sink and I heard two little voices going, it's okay. We, we're, we've, we we're taking care of him. It's okay. We, he'll, he'll get through it. Like they were talking to each other and I don't hear shit. I'm not psycho. Like I, I heard it. It was so clear and it was a woman's voice and it was it sounded like an angel like a like a like a little fairy and it was just it like was me. yeah <laughs> i was waiting for that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was, ross how'd you get into my apartment motherfucker <laughs> you'll be okay <laughs> yes but i heard her she was like he'll be okay he's fine we got him and it was like very quick and very it was it was incredible and i always remember that 
and I thought it was the pills. Listen, I've been on so many drugs before. I never heard. I ain't never heard shit. Yeah. And that was so clear. They made me throw it up. Well, I have, you know, I have this theory. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a, a sober person. I'm not like, mm-hmm. I don't endorse, dr- I mean, do whatever you want. I'm not of trying course. to tell people to do drugs or anything, but I have this theory that, you know how like when people are drunk or on drugs, mm-hmm. they, they act like babies, you know, they like, yes. they puke, they, mm-hmm. they pee themselves, they fall over, they, you know, whatever. Um, yes. But people also say that babies are more open to the spiritual realm because yes. they don't have that guard up. You know, the veil is thinner. They're not, their brains aren't flooded with all the human things that adults deal with. Mm-hmm. So, And I they just think, came from the light. But go ahead. I think that much like you, like uh, babies, when people sometimes are under the influence, they are um, more open to those mm-hmm. experiences. And they might, it might just be the drug stock. And let's be honest, Sometimes, uh-huh. right? But, of course, sometimes, yes. But I, I also think that th- those could be legit yes. spiritual experiences. One hundred percent. Well, because like I've said, I've been on that many amount of those pills before. I had never heard anything, and this was happening as I was vomiting into the sink. And I've, like I said, I've been on a lot of pills. I never, and they were, they made me throw up because I would have died that night. Oh God! And because I am a one of the vessels for, I'm helping a lot of people right now with what I'm doing. They needed me to stay here. And I'm telling you, it was, and the re, and the back to your point about the babies, I've always said, since I was a, t- a teenager, I would be walking down all the time. And you, kids, babies, when they're walking, they look at me and they, a huge smile comes on their face. And they, all of them, and parents will always be like, oh, my, my baby loves you. And I'm like, no, they just see the light. They, they understand that I'm part of this light that they just came from. Mm. And they look at me like I have the answers for them. And I'm like, uh-uh, you're stuck here just like the rest of us. I, I'm not your portal back, <laughs> you know? Like, and they always do that. And now I understand more. They just, they came from, they just came from the light. There's a lot, there's, well, I shouldn't say there's a lot. There's, there's a lot of like famous people um, mm-hmm. or very influential people that obviously are a very small amount of people in the grand scheme of things that have, I think, something like that about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I never thought of it like that, but mm-hmm. that's such, it's, it is a rare thing. And that's, that that's probably why people watching you do stand up are like, mm-hmm. so right. in love mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about having that ability is that you can take it to anything. Exactly. Yes. And I think my instinct knew that. And that's why I didn't say, well, I have to make this stand up thing work. Right. I said, no, I'm done. I want to make something else work. And I wouldn't leave it. I only left it officially once quarantine happened. You know, it made me kind of gave me that last jump because I was already out. I was only doing laugh factory spots because they would give like a hundred bucks a spot. So I would Uber and I would go do the spot and then I would jump back in the Uber. And I was only, ta- I wasn't doing the hustle anymore. I was just taking the money. And then this started the, the you know, once I, I knew I could do it and then quarantine happened and then I started doing, I didn't think I could do it virtually. And then once I did, I could even connect easier virtually because I'm not distracted by any other energies. Mm. I'm focusing straight up on your higher, higher heart chakra. Once I connect, it's a meditation thing. There are, you know, shamans and shit in the, in the Himalayans that can transport themselves through, through meditation. 
there's a lot going on out there. Is is this something that you can turn like on and off? Like, how does that work for you? Yes. I are you, are you walking can. around places and it like, are you, yeah. So you're okay. Sorry. Just mm-hmm. go. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I, I already over- know. I know the, que- as you're speaking, I already know the answer and question that. Oh yeah. You you're a psychic. Qu- exactly. Yeah. Before <laughs> you even finish the question, I already know what your question is. Um, yeah. I 100. The only part I don't turn off is the ability to feel the truth. That's the only part that I can't turn off. As far as the clairvoyant stuff, like actually connecting with people who passed away, that part I meditate into the person's chest. That's their higher heart. And then once I'm connected to them, it's like an avatar. So once I connect, I am now just uploading all your information from Mm. your spirit. And then if you're connected to people in your life that passed away, I'll be able to connect through that. But otherwise, I'm not walking. I don't just hear, hear, like, see people or 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 feel them all the time. Got it. Yeah, I have to kind of connect. Have you ever, like, even before this this uh, new career path and mm-hmm. calling, have you ever like seen a ghost or experienced, like, been in mm-hmm. a house that's haunted or you know had those kinds of experiences? Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, definitely. Oh my God, can we hear one? Do you have a spooky mm-hmm. one? Yeah, um, let me see, let me see, the spookiest one. Um, oh, okay, yes, 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 yes. There was a time, I remember when I was a teenager, I was about 19 years old, and we we were at, it was my friend's grandmother's house, we were at her house, and we had, I remember we heard like some noises upstairs, you know, but it's an old house, so, you know, no one thought anything of it. And my friend had left to go pick up pizza. It was a pizza. We ordered a pizza pie. We were kids, so I guess we didn't have enough money to get delivery or tip. So he went to go pick it up. And I was in the house by myself. And I went up to the, up to the room because I'm a, I'm a nosy bastard. <laughs> and, and I went up there and I saw this like little doll. It was just like a little kid doll. And I just looked at it. It was very strange, the doll. It was really like it kind of felt old. It didn't feel like it was of this time. And I was like, oh, that's a weird doll. I guess they just keep like antiques up here. So, you know, didn't think much of it. Went back downstairs, um, waited for my friend to come. We were all eating the pizza. And just as we were talking, um, I, you know, there was like a noise again, but it was an old house. And I had said, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be honest. There's a weird doll up there. I was up there before. I was like, and this, the, uh, why do you have this old antique doll up there? Like, was your grandmother a doll collector or something? And he's like, a doll? What are you, ta- what are you talking about? And I was like, there's a doll, a weird antique doll up there. He's like, there's, no, there's, never, there's not been a kid in this house since the, my, um, the, I guess it was his cousin or whatever it was. The mother, the grandmother's child, oh, it would be his uncle, actually passed away when he was a kid, I guess he was like five or six years old, in that room. And we went back up there. There was no doll. The mm. doll was gone. <laughs> and I said, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Someone's fucking with me. Someone's joking. Someone's playing some shit on me. You know, we were kids. The doll was gone. There was no doll ever. I didn't pick the doll up. I saw, looked at the doll. I saw it. I wasn't touching no doll. Do you like, think it that it was a a ghost of the little boy or yes or, or the little boy's toy no the little boy's toy because we went back up there the doll was gone 
And there was no way for anyone to get in that house besides through the front door. This was upstairs. No, but I'm saying, like, do you think that what you saw was a little boy or was it like a, a no, doll? It was, the, it was a doll. It was literally, wow. it was an antique doll. It was the kid's doll. And it was Ooh. there, yes. And it was gone when we went back up. <laughs> God, like not even a se- And he said, there hasn't been a kid in this house since he passed away, like in that room especially. Do you remember if that kid had had any other experiences like that there? Um, no, it, this was just my experience when I was there. Yeah. Like th- that, that was like the... That for me was like, oh shit, okay, then spirits exist. Like that was when I kind of like was like opened up to it. Yeah. And then my dad would bring me to like a medium who helped him solve missing children cases. So like I was kind of, you know, always around it. But that was my first like experience. Wait, 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 with what? Like, You're, what? Is yeah, your dad well, a dad, detective or something? Yes. My dad is a detective. Um, he was a cop, NYPD. He's retired. And um, he was a detective. So he went to this medium as a joke with one of his friends, like his friend was going and my dad wanted to, my dad went to like, try to prove the psychic wrong, the medium wrong. And the medium was so on point that my dad couldn't deny it. So my dad, after, you know, would go back to that medium to help find missing kids. And the medium was always right. And they always helped assist my father. So my dad would used to bring me. So I went like three times to that medium in my twenties. That is a good story about the, ghost wait oh the doll that shit was so scary that was i was shook i was like i never i honestly i don't i never went back to the house because i was just young and i just was like yeah that the doll was just so it was just it was old yeah it was weird oh even thinking about it i get a little goosebumpy like yeah or just like (laughs) i know people i've heard people talk about specifically with like ouija boards or just people that don't Mm -hmm. know what they're doing and they're not Yes. being safe about it they're not protecting themselves and uh-huh. then getting visits in the night or like yeah. you know the ghost following them home or whatever mm-hmm. the hell and that is what terrifies me so yes. how, do you do you have to close the the door or how does that mm-hmm. how does that yes. happen at the end of all my readings i um archangel michael is one of my my spirit guides and i just close up my portals that's what i call them so i close up my portals those are just chakras i close up all the holes and um and that's it and i just leave it there and i and i don't even welcome them in like any negative dark spirits they're not even allowed to come through i have noticed that ever since i've been doing this more my dog will stare into space or up at the wall and I kn- now I've just accepted it that he's looking at the spirits that are sometimes still lingering here. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, spooks yeah. me. Yeah. So, but because I, I know that I do the correct um, protection stuff in the beginning, I know that the spirits that are here are well-intended and good people. They're not negative. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident in that. Well, you know? hopefully they're wearing a mask because <laughs> you know I ain't fucking around with that shit. You know <laughs> I get I get mad at motherfuckers for not wearing their mask. <laughs> <laughs> wait, do you have another ghost story of, at all? Like a yeah. spooky? Oh, let's hear let it. Think. Wait, um, wait. Let me think of spooky. Hold on. There was one really beautiful one though. This is a nice one from just just from my session. Um, I was doing a reading for this person and. All of a sudden, I, the grandmother comes through. So I say to the girl, I go, your grandmother's here. I go, and I start laughing. I go, she's doing something really silly. I go, I think she's just doing this to show me kind of her personality and her sense of humor. I go, but I'm just going to tell you, it might not make any sense to you. I'm just going to let you know what she's doing. I go, she's taking a Christmas wreath 
and she's putting it on her head. <laughs> I go, what is, is she just silly? Is that why she's doing that? <laughs> and the girl's like, oh my God, I can't believe that. I go, what? Please tell me why, what is that? She said, well, Christmas was my grandmother's favorite holiday, so much so that like, the whole family would go over to the house like a month before Christmas and we would put the Christmas tree up with her and she would take all her Christmas decorations out. She said, and then she would take out this Christmas wreath and every single year she would go around to everybody in the room and put it on their head. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. That is it was, so specific. Yeah, it's so specific. <laughs> Rob, do you hear me? We just had a blackout. Oh my God. Do you hear me? Yeah, I, I hear am you. I'm sitting in the absolute dark right now. Talking we about have, ghosts. Yes. <laughs> and my dog is barking. And I just, so now I'm on my phone contacting you. Hold on a second. Oh my God, that was so, I have goosebumps all over. <laughs> <laughs> that is scary. <laughs> you want to hear some ghost voices? Yes, let's do that. Okay, it's time for <laughs> EVPs or EVPs. Do you know what an EVP is? No, what is that? It's more of a ghost huntery. I'm sure eventually maybe you'll do some ghost hunting or something, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's a it's a ghost hunting term um, for electronic voice phenomenon. So it's yes. on those ghost hunting shows, you know, they capture ghost voices and um, mm -hmm. the ghost hunters guess what the ghost is saying. And sometimes it's an EVP, sometimes it's an EV police. So <laughs> okay, yes. I decided to go um, to YouTube and find two that are in your home state of New York. Oh, fucking yes. What part of New York are you from? I was born in Queens and raised in Long Island. So is the Long Island medium like your arch nemesis? <laughs> no. No, Are you the other Long Island here. medium? <laughs> There's a new um, bitch in town. Yes, honey, yes. <laughs> She's scantily clad. <laughs> like, move over straight, bitch. It's time for some gay shit. <laughs> no, I ain't fucking with Teresa Caputo. That mother, she'll cut you up. Uh-uh. She, you don't fuck with a Long Island girl, you know. She's got the nails, honey. Exactly, she's got the nails. So, um, if anything, I just respect what she does. But yeah, <laughs> I love Long her. Island. I think she's great. She's great. Yes. Okay, so this first one is from. Now I don't know my New York geography very well, but this one mm -hmm. is from. It was posted by Barefoot Paranormal, and it is at the Mid-Orange Correctional Facility, which is in Warwick, New York. Hot, hot. Uh, and the EVP, um, well, tell me what it says. Okay, it's... saying uh, I, I believe that EVP said your mother's a whore and she owes me money <laughs> that's wait, what I think I heard wait let me definitely let, heard let me play it again okay because I'm not gonna lie it kind of sounded like that to me something like that at first yes, wait, yes, wait okay, yes. let me play it again Yes, I've definitely heard your mother's a whore. Okay, let me <laughs> let me give you some guesses. Okay, okay, is it A, 
I like s'mores. Maybe they're going camping. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is it B? I can't recover. Is it C? I had no one. Oh, that's sad. Ooh, or D, that's... hanging with Mr. Cooper. Do you remember that show, Hanging with Mr. <laughs> yes, Cooper? Yes, of course. Holly yes. Robinson. I was going to finish it. Yeah, with the bald guy. Yeah, Mark Curry. Um, okay. Wasn't he bald? Yeah. Okay. So now that you have those options, try again guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll play it one more okay. time. I think it's the, what was the second one you said? I can't recover. Yes, that one. They believe it's I had no one. Now, I actually, this last time, kind of heard that. Let me play it again. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can kind of hear it. I still hear your mother's a whore and she (laughs) owes me money. So (laughs) get that bitch on money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna call that an evp would you call that an evp or an ev please i think it's evp i agree with you okay let's do one more yeah this one is from uh the person on youtube's name is urban ghosts urban exploration and this is at sweet hollow road and mount misery road which is in long island new york Oh, God. It's all misery and gun. <laughs> Did you ever go to the Amityville house? <laughs> Isn't that Long Island? Of course. Yeah. Me and my friends used to go there. And yeah, we, we all walked through there together. And it's really just a foundation at this point. There's really, I guess they burned it down or something. But it's really, it's a foundation and a lot of like weeds and grass and um, and like a basement or some shit. It's, mm. It is creepy for sure. Yeah. Okay. But anything on the North Shore of Long Island. Let's go ahead. Okay, what is this ghost saying? Okay, now I should say this is through a spirit box, which scans radio frequencies. So it sounds a little bit more <laughs> robotic. A um, spirit box. Stop talking dirty. You're such a pig. <laughs> Your spirit box. Leave my spirit box alone, Roz. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was talking to me. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, let's try it again. It's kind of, when you hear little snippets like this, it does kind yeah. of sound like, I don't know, dubstep or some kind of electronic. <laughs> it definitely sounds like dubstep or like, or like I'm lost and I'm, I'm pulled over on the side of the highway and I just had to find a quarter to make a phone call on this old fucking payphone. You know, like, and there's, <laughs> that, that's what it feels like. It feels like, motherfucker, there's a hatchet man coming for me. I'm on Route 88. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, it sounded like, I don't know. Like, let's try it one more time. Do it again, we have to yeah. really focus in on this one. Okay. Let me focus. Well, here's um, some options. Is yeah. it a, that was a bitch. <laughs> B Buca de Beppo. Mm. C now I am pissed or D Ooh. double mint gum. <laughs> Here, I'll play it again. Yeah. Is it? Do they talk in the beginning? No, part no. Here, I'll mid- I'll play it without the beginning part. It's just yes. toward the end. Okay. Ooh, I think it's now I'm pissed. Now I am pissed. Yes. No, it's actually well. They believe it's 
that was a bitch. That's really what they put. <laughs> Where are they? In fucking rage? Are they in Mickey's? <laughs> what are, they? are they in the bathroom at Mickey's? Like, I wouldn't that, that was a bitch. My friend was a bitch. <laughs> was a bitch. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Here, I'll play it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you get these sounds. <laughs> well, maybe these roads are drag queens. Sweet Hollow Road. Maybe it's. That's what I'm saying. Sounds, that sounds like. Sweet yeah. Hollow Sweet and her Hollow sister, Road. Mount Misery. Yes. Wait, yes. let me play it again. That was a pitch. I don't know. I no. kind of hear it. But not. <laughs> yeah, no. That's like, I need my ghost goggles or some shit. Like, I feel like I need a decoder. Like, <laughs> is there a cereal box I could find my, that shit in? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's. Evie, uh-uh. please. You need a, that's an Evie, please, for sure. Evie, please play that shit again, you know? Those, um, well, those spirit box devices are, they're, uh, they well, get debunked a lot, I think. They're, they're hard because they they scan through different radio, uh, you, you hear different voices. Now, I have actually used one in a paranormal investigation. Mm-hmm, um, I've mm-hmm. used it a few times, and one time in particular, I was actually, it was like weird. You'd be like, what's your name? And then you would, you know, you hear little things. You hear like, hello, Mm -hmm. hey, you're a bitch. That was a bitch (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) But then, but it's weird when you go, what's your name? And they go, Robert or whatever. Like you you hear like a name. It's how old are you? 21 or whatever. That kind of thing. That's where I start to really believe it. Well, like I said before, it is energy. So if they're just judging, if they're just like judging energy and that makes sense. I mean, that's how they communicate through energy. Yeah. So that, that I don't think it's bullshit. Do you think you that know? ghost hunting is possibly in your future? Of um, no, uh-uh. because for me, it's really about like the one-on-one sessions with, mm-hmm. I want to unveil people's truth. I want to help them. Like I do childhood regression where I could, I close my eyes and I can actually bring myself back to your childhood. And I can see moments that things happened where you perceive certain things in a certain way. And then your perception changed how you then move forward perceiving other things. So I'm able, I've gone back and I'll have my eyes closed and I'll be like, in fourth grade, this thing happened. And then you saw that. And then all of a sudden you started to just see things that way. And this is why you believed that. And then I open my eyes and the person in front of me is in like full tears. <laughs> they're like, they're like, holy shit. I, because when you're, you're living the experience, you don't realize all of our shit is from perception. It's all that. And mm-hmm. as the Hayoka empath, I have the ability, it's like teleporting. I bring myself and I use my, my energy in my body and I put myself in there. I put, it's like I'm putting myself in your mind yeah. and I travel back. And I'm able, so I just want to help people and fix them. I, I can cure motherfuckers. They, they're like, I go to therapy for five years, and you took me in forty-five minutes and <laughs> fixed my whole shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so that's what I want to keep doing. Well, this is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're such a sweetheart. I love you. Tell people how they can find you. I mean, it sounds yes, like you please. are booked and blessed. Mm-hmm. I am. I am definitely booked, but everyone puts their, you know, they get their, their appointments on the books. You could DM me. Just go to thomasdale5 on Instagram. Uh, just message me. Say what's up. Or you can check out my website. Uh, it's qinthomas.com. 
It's spelled K E W E N T H O M A S dot com, QEnThomas.com. And you can message me there. Are you, uh, how, how many days a week are you doing this? I do it five days a week. I do five sessions a day. Wow. From March. Oh my God. That has to be exhausting. It is exhausting. Like today I did, today I did six sessions. Oh my God. Yeah. It is exhausting. Well, I am just so excited for you. And thank you. You know, it's, it's also really fun because I talk to a ton of mediums and psychics mm-hmm. boys, and mm-hmm. so many of them, mm-hmm. um, you talk about their journey as if you know they they've known they've had these skills their whole life and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. they've been really in touch with it their whole life so I think it's really fun to see this journey that you're going on and yeah. how open and honest you are about how new you are to it and how you're exactly. learning and mm-hmm. and we can learn along with you so it's 100 percent yeah cool exactly well come back so I much. hope you can come back on sometime thank you Roz absolutely once they start touching you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you I'll send you pictures. thank you thomas and to hear that bonus clip on patreon this week uh go to patreon.com there's also a link in the description of this episode and you can hear that bonus clip of thomas talking about some very spooky things that have happened during readings involving murders now next week Oh, my God. We're talking to somebody else that does work with people in the paranormal sense. She is – you might have heard of her. She's actually very well known. She's she's an exorcist. She's sort of a non-denominational exorcist and doesn't work through any church and – She's super rad. Her name is Rachel Stavis or R.H. Stavis is the name that she uses as a writer. And she has a book called Sister of Darkness, which I just finished reading. And we had a good old chat. And it is such a dense episode that we turned it into two parts. So the first one will be out next week. And if you're into that kind of stuff, you should definitely read her book because it's terrifying, but also she's kind of redefining what it means to be an exorcist. And it's not necessarily what you think. It's not what you're used to seeing in horror movies. It can be, but it's, um, well, she goes, she says that most of us have something attached to us and have had something, uh, a lower level uh, entity. But um, she actually uses the word entity to describe what a lot of people would call demons and much different than the way that Thomas used it today. Um, so it's a good one. It is a good one. So make sure you go read that book, Sister of Darkness, and um, get ready for it. So I hope you're subscribed. Please give the show five stars. We're entering Halloween time. So please tell your friends about this spooky show. I'm on Instagram at rosdresveles. Oh, let's do a listener episode, you guys. Send me your listener stories at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line listener episode. And join my Patreon, patreon.com slash rosdresveles for your bonus content. And what else is going on? Oh, our Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dresveles, where you could share your stories and such. 
I'm on Cameo at Roz Dresvelez. And uh, I love you, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! A podcast network.